If you're pregnant and considering abortion, I have important news. I'm attorney Mosley Collins. Perhaps you know my phone number, 444-4444. In the past, I've spoken about personal injury accidents, but today I want to help you if you are pregnant and considering abortion. I know that's a scary spot to be in. So we've created a new organization called SaveYourBaby.org. If you call us, we have resources, medical care, housing, and more to help you save your baby. And it's all free. Many people now believe abortion is a bad choice. Even the woman who brought the original lawsuit legalizing abortion now believes she made a terrible mistake. I don't want you to make a terrible mistake. So I hope you call me at 444-4444. We will help you without charge. But in the end, it's up to you because only you can save your baby. Hi, I'm Lisa Collins, and welcome to today's teaching of Real Christianity with your teacher, Mosley Collins. Each week, we try to bring you a study of God's Word that will encourage and equip you to live a life that God can bless, to live a life of real Christianity. And now, I am proud to present your brother in Christ and my husband, Mosley Collins. Thank you, darling. Hello and welcome to today's edition of Real Christianity. With each broadcast, I try and bring you a message from the Word of God that will strengthen you and encourage you in your everyday walk. And so today and tomorrow, we're going to look at the life and death of Samson, as it is recorded in the Old Testament of the Bible, in the book of Judges, from chapters 13 through 16. You know, there's such an important message here for you and for me in the life and death of Samson, here in the Old Testament. Sometimes Christians overlook or diminish the importance of the Old Testament, but that's a mistake, The Old Testament is, after all, the Bible that Jesus read. Wow! It's the Bible Jesus quoted from. He called it the Scriptures. The Old Testament is brimming with the truths of God, and these truths in the Old Testament were written down thousands of years ago so we could read them, study them, and learn from them today. Now here is what the New Testament says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verses 1 through 11 about the lessons contained in the Old Testament, how we should learn from these Old Testament lessons. So beginning at verse 1, I don't want you to forget, dear brothers and sisters, about our ancestors in the wilderness long ago. All of them were guided by a cloud that moved ahead of them, and all of them walked through the sea on dry ground. In the cloud and in the sea, all of them were baptized as the followers of Moses. All of them ate the same spiritual food, and all of them drank the same spiritual water. For they drank from the spiritual rock that traveled with them, and that rock was Christ. Yet God was not pleased with most of them, and their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. These things happened as a warning to us so that we would not crave evil things as they did, or worship idols as some of them did. As the scriptures say, the people celebrated with feasting and drinking, and they indulged in pagan revelry. And we must not engage in sexual immorality, as some of them did, 
causing 23,000 of them to die in one day. Nor should we put Christ to the test, as some of them did, and then died from snake bites. And don't grumble, as some of them did, and they were destroyed by the angel of death. These things happened to them as examples for us. They were written down to warn us. Let me read verse 11 again. These things happened to them as examples for us. They were written down to warn us. These things happened to all these people in the Old Testament and were written down so we could learn from their successes and from their failures, if we take the time to look. And these things that happened to Samson, which we will read today, in the Old Testament were written down so we could learn from them, if we take the time to look. So let's take the time to look at the life and death of Samson. I will read to you portions from four Bible chapters describing Samson. And I'll begin with Judges chapter 13, verses 1 through 5 and 24 through 25. Again, the Israelites did evil in the Lord's sight. So the Lord handed them over to the Philistines who oppressed them for 40 years. In those days, a man named Manoah from the tribe of Dan lived in the town of Zorah, and his wife was unable to become pregnant, so they had no children. The angel of the Lord appeared to Manoah's wife and said, Even though you have been unable to have children, you will soon become pregnant and give birth to a son. So be careful. You must not drink wine or any other alcoholic drink, nor eat any forbidden food. You will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and his hair must never be cut, for he will be dedicated to God as a Nazarite from birth, and he will begin to rescue Israel from the Philistines. And then skipping down to verse 24, When her son was born, she named him Samson, and the Lord blessed him as he grew up, and the Spirit of the Lord began to stir him up while he lived in that land. So here we see Samson was a very special child. His birth was predicted by an angel, just like the birth of Jesus and John the Baptist was predicted. He was born of a barren woman, just like Samuel, the prophet, and Isaac were born of a previously barren woman. Three, he was called to deliver God's people, just as Moses was. Four, to keep his calling, he had to observe what the Lord said for him to do. The angel said to his mother, no razor shall come upon his head. In other words, he could never cut his hair. That's what God asked from Samson, that one thing. As he grew up, Samson became a judge in Israel. It's not really the type of judges we have today. In the time of Samson, a judge was more like a military leader or a fierce fighting man. In the process of being a judge in Israel, Samson fought and single-handedly killed many Philistines. And the Philistines were the enemy of Israel. You may remember that the giant Goliath, whom David slew, was a Philistine. One time, Samson, by himself, using the jawbone of a donkey, killed a thousand Philistine men. He was able to do that because God gave Samson superhuman strength. And so the Philistines, the enemy of God's people, hated and feared Samson and wanted to kill him. Now here's what we've discovered so far about Samson. One, he was called by God to a special relationship with him. 
2. As a result of his relationship, Samson received from God supernatural strength. 3. All Samson had to do to keep that relationship was this. Do not cut your hair. Just one thing. Don't cut your hair. Now, why did God say that to Samson? Don't cut your hair. Did God need someone with long hair? No. Well, why then? Sometimes God tells us in the Bible to do something or not to do something just to see if we will do what he asks. It reminds me of the Garden of Eden. Now, in Genesis chapter 2, you may remember that God said, God put Adam in the Garden of Eden and told him not to eat of the tree. I'm going to go to verse 15 in Genesis chapter 2. The Lord placed man in the Garden of Eden to tend it and watch over it. But the Lord warned him, you may eat freely of the fruit of every tree in the garden, except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you eat of its fruit, you are sure to die. So in the Garden of Eden, God made to grow every tree that is beautiful to look at, every tree that is delicious to eat for food. Not a few trees, not most trees, but every tree that has ever been produced, every tree that has ever given good food to eat was right there for Adam to eat. Hundreds, if not thousands of various types of trees with delicious fruit. Eat from any of them, God said, but not this one. Now, why did God say, one tree was don't touch among so many from which Adam could eat freely. Why? To see if Adam and Eve would pay attention to what God said, to see if they would be faithful. And that is why God said to Samson, do whatever you want. Just don't cut your hair. Just don't do that one thing. God wanted to see if Samson was faithful. Now today, We as Christians have a special relationship with God. If we are born again, we are his children. And to keep that relationship, God asks us to live a holy life. God says to us, have fun, enjoy yourselves, just keep my ways. It's like God says, I have given you every tree that is beautiful to look at and good to eat. Just don't eat from the one tree over there. Just don't do the works of the flesh, the evil works. God says that to you and to me to see if we are faithful. And so we see in Samson's life with God a picture of our own life with God. We are both called and blessed and given much, but we are asked to be faithful. And in that way, we are like Samson in our relationship with God. Now, moving forward in the story of Samson's life, we now come to chapter 16, verses 1 through 6. And in these verses, we will discover what Samson's major weakness is. One day, Samson went to the Philistine town of Gaza and spent the night with a prostitute. Word soon spread that Samson was there, and the men of Gaza gathered together and waited all night in the town's gates to kill him. But Samson stayed in bed only until midnight. Then he got up, took hold of the doors of the town's gates, including the two posts, and lifted them up, bar and all, And he put them on his shoulders and carried them all the way to the top of the hill. Sometime later, Samson fell in love with a woman named Delilah, who lived in the valley there. The rulers of the Philistines went to her and said, Entice Samson to tell you what makes him so strong. 
and how he can be overpowered and tied up securely. And then each of us will give you 1,100 pieces of silver. Now here is revealed Samson's major weakness. Samson is attracted to women, bad women. And as we shall read, this attraction, this weakness shall be his undoing, his downfall. We see Samson's weakness and his choices and we think how foolish he is. Can't he see this woman will destroy him? But having walked with the Lord myself now these 37 years since I was saved in 1972, what I have learned is this. We all have weaknesses. We all have weaknesses that could destroy us if we're not careful to walk with Jesus and to keep his word. People usually have one, sometimes two major weak points, major weaknesses. And if we are not careful, we will seek out people who feed our major weakness. If our weakness is alcohol, at some level, we will be drawn to people who feed that weakness. If our weakness is drugs, we will be attracted to people like that. If our major weakness is sex outside of marriage, we will be drawn to pornography, flirting, and to people who might feed our weakness. So, at some level, we are like Samson, drawn to that which can destroy us. Amid the joy of being a Christian, this is a very serious matter. This weak point can come from our own life, our own carnal flesh, or from our enemy, Satan. In Galatians 5:17, we read, The flesh wars against the spirit, and the spirit wars against the flesh, and these are against one another. For purposes of our study, we might read this as, Our major weakness wars against God's plan for our life, and God's plan for our life wars against our weakness. As we discover Samson's weakness for women, we would be wise to consider what our own major weakness is. Because if you know what your major weakness is, you can guard against it. You can guard against giving in to it. You notice I did not say you can remove it altogether from your life. You won't eliminate it, but you can guard against it. You can keep saying no to it. For example, if you know pornography is a major weakness, you will know not to go there when surfing the internet, even though you may feel the pull of it on your mind. In today's message, I'm trying to give, to be very real with you, to give you and to give myself tools and weapons to fight the fight we're in. Now returning to our text, the Philistines each offered Delilah 1,100 pieces of silver if she would betray Samson. This is a foreshadow of how, years later, the rulers of the Jews offered Judas 30 pieces of silver if he would betray Jesus to them. And as we shall see, both Delilah and Judas accepted that offer. Let's return now to our text at verse 6. So Delilah said to Samson, Please tell me what makes you so strong, and what would it take to tie you up securely? And Samson replied, If I were tied up with seven new bowstrings that have not yet been dried, I would become weak as anyone else. So the Philistine rulers brought Delilah seven new bowstrings, and she tied Samson up with them. And she had hidden some men in one of the her rooms of her house, and she cried out, Samson, the Philistines have come to capture you. But Samson snapped the bowstrings as a piece of string snaps when it's burned by fire. So the secret of his strength was not discovered. And afterwards, Delilah said to him, 
You've been making fun of me and telling me lies. Now please tell me, how can you be tied up securely? One might wonder why Samson did not real, realize she was betraying him. She was so dangerous to him. But it's like us when we allow our major weakness to take control of our lives. We run toward the weakness instead of fleeing from it. We are blind like Samson when that happens. We don't see it'll destroy us. Three times he tells her something that's not true. And finally, he tells her how he can be destroyed. Why did he do it? Why do we sometimes give in to our major weaknesses? This is an important matter, my brothers and sisters. We must know what our weakness is. And unlike Samson, we must fight it and we must say no to it. Let's take a break. I hope you are enjoying today's message. Real Christianity is sponsored by the Personal Injury Law Offices of Attorney Mosley Collins. If you or a loved one has been badly hurt, you need wise legal counsel. You should call Attorney Mosley Collins and his staff in Sacramento at 916-444-4444. When you call, you will get a free phone consultation. Attorney Mosley Collins has been helping injured clients for over 25 years. It costs nothing to call, and there is never a fee until he wins your case. Just remember, that's all fours for legal help. Now let's get back to today's message. Thank you, darling. We've been reading the story of Samson and how Delilah is pressuring him to tell her how he can be tied up. He's yielding to his major weakness, which is an attraction to women he shouldn't be attracted to. So let's return to our text, and we'll see what happened. Verse 17, finally, Samson shared his secret with her. My hair has never been cut, he confessed, for I was dedicated to God as a Nazarite from birth. If my head were shaved, my strength would leave me, and I would become as weak as anyone else. Delilah realized he had finally told her the truth, so she sent for the Philistine rulers. Come back one more time, she said, for he has finally told me his secret. So the Philistine rulers returned with the money in their hands. Delilah lulled Samson to sleep with his head in her lap, and then she called in a man to shave off the seven locks of his hair. In this way, she began to bring him down, and his strength left him. Then she cried out, Samson, the Philistines have come to capture you. When he woke up, he thought, I will do as before and shake myself free. But he didn't realize that the Lord had left him. So the Philistines captured him and gouged out his eyes. And they took him to Gaza, where he was bound with bronze chains and forced to grind grain in the prison. How the mighty have fallen. Samson once killed by himself a thousand men, and now he's weak and captured. His eyes are gouged out, and he's forced to grind grain in the prison like a beast of burden. Why? Because he wasn't faithful, because he didn't do what God said to do. Because of his weakness, he failed to obey God. He failed to keep his commandment. And here's what Jesus says to us in John chapter 14, verse 21, Those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones that love me. 
In verse 23, he said, all who love me will do what I say. That verse in the Amplified Bible reads, if a man really loves me, he will keep my word and obey my teachings. My brothers and sisters, we must be alert. We must be diligent to yield ourselves to Jesus and not to our weaknesses. So settle it in your heart and mind to be strong, to be diligent, so that you will have the privilege of sitting with Jesus in his heavenly kingdom at the end of this world. Be strong, be diligent, for the sufferings are not of this world are not worthy to be compared to the glory that will be revealed in us if we are faithful. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Real Christianity. For more help, you can visit our website, ingodslove.com. That's ingodslove.com. Or call us at 916-444-4444. Now, here is a final word from Mosley. I don't want to end today's program without giving you, my dear listener, a chance to ask Jesus to be Lord of your life. Jesus came into the world to save people like you and me. Do you know why we celebrate Easter? It's the day we celebrate the fact that Jesus rose from the dead. And since he rose from the dead, he's alive right now, and you can know him as your savior. If you don't know Jesus as your personal savior, will you pray with me right now to receive him into your heart, to have your sins forgiven, and to receive the gift of eternal life. Yes? Then pray after me, Lord Jesus, forgive my sins, come into my heart, be my Lord and Savior. Amen. If you sincerely pray that simple prayer, you are forgiven and you have Jesus living in you. He will not leave you or forsake you as you walk with him. If you want more help praying to receive Jesus as your Savior, call me at 916-ALL-FOURS. I will pray with you and I will send you a free Bible. And join me here for the next broadcast of Real Christianity. If you would like Mosley to speak at your church or Bible study, call us at 916-ALL-FOURS. Until next time, may God bless you and keep you. If you're pregnant and considering abortion, I have important news. I'm attorney Mosley Collins. Perhaps you know my phone number, 444-4444. In the past, I've spoken about personal injury accidents, but today I want to help you if you are pregnant and considering abortion. I know that's a scary spot to be in. So we've created a new organization called SaveYourBaby.org. If you call us, we have resources, medical care, housing, and more to help you save your baby. And it's all free. Many people now believe abortion is a bad choice. Even the woman who brought the original lawsuit legalizing abortion now believes she made a terrible mistake. I don't want you to make a terrible mistake. So I hope you call me at 444-4444. We will help you without charge. But in the end... 
It's up to you because only you can save your baby. My dear listeners, I want to send you each week encouraging phone messages or emails selected by me personally from the Word of God, and it's all free. All you have to do is call us at 916-444-4444 or go to our website, myrealchristianity.com and enroll a phone number or email address. And I will begin sending you each week short messages drawn from the Word of God to strengthen you and to remind you how much God loves and cares for you. These short messages are designed to build your faith. For as the Bible says, faith comes by hearing, hearing the Word of God. So I hope you will call us at all fours or go to our website and enroll a phone number or email address so you can begin receiving these free gifts from God's Word.